0: Hello, you beautiful fucking paddleheads, and welcome to another episode of Yo, What the Hell, a show that comes out when it comes out, where two friends get together and discuss a various, oh, smorgasbord of topics. I almost said the other word. I'm lucky our producer's not here to yell at me for almost doing it. Uh, my name is Whiskey, and this is my wonderful co-host.
1: Uh, I, I'm still Bravo, uh, somehow, some way.
0: Somehow, some way, I agree. I we're gonna have to bring back the bit in a bit, a bit. In a I bit. know, because <laughs> it, while it's hard to. I just forget to keep making up a fake name. But man, fake names were fun for a while.
1: You know what? I'm changing my name. I'm Stubby Clap.
0: Stubby clap. Okay, then I guess if we're gonna do this, never mind. I'm not. We're going big, Bill. We're going with big Bill. <laughs> Put some respect on that big.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello, dear paddleheads. It is great to be back. Uh, sorry for our brief hiatus. Uh, I was getting murdered by school.
0: Well, yeah, you had school, and um, you know, Jolie and I went to a wedding in good old Tejas. So,
1: yeah,
0: it's great. I'm a bit upset that I wanted to go in a fucking hat and my shit kickers and a bolo tie, but I never got out to go get a fucking cowboy hat. And that's a shame. But, like, I don't want to get a cheap one. If I get one, I want to get one that's going to be hold up for a long time and that I'll have when I, you know, get burnt into a crisp in 10 to 50 years. So...
1: That's very true. You can't be looking like a Ben Shapiro ass. Motherfucker. No.
0: no, I don't even know where Ben Shapiro's is from either. So I don't know if that's like stolen valor or not from his part. I swear to God, if he's from New York City, I'm going to call think... for that man to get guillotined or something.
1: Well, ben. I'm just going to. Are you are you are you looking it up?
0: Oh, hell yeah, I am. I got to know now. I got to know if he's like. Where he's from, because that that is a lot for me. Ah, he's from L.A., so I think it's like, I don't know. Vince Shapiro might be on the right side of that. Like, as little as some people don't want to admit it, I think it's more legitimate for Californians to wear cowboy hats than it is for Georgians. Like, if you're from fucking Georgia, fuck you. There's no cattle country in Georgia. Fuck you, you hog farmers. (laughs) I'll die on this hill. Unless you're a Floridian, I don't want to see you in a fucking cowboy hat.
1: Yeah, well, Florida people get a pass. Florida people
0: get crazy. a pass. Well, that's where cracker comes from because of, you know, whipping the whipping at cows. God. <laughs> they're they're swamp ranchers, sir. Ranching them gators and them like Spanish Spanish cattle.
1: <laughs> and cocaine.
0: Yeah, well, you know, you got to do what you got to do.
1: It's a hell of a drug.
0: I've never Uh, done coke, though. Have you done coke? I haven't done coke.
1: I have not, and I'm not going to admit to any illegal drug use while we are being recorded.
0: Oh, I know. I
1: am going to plead the fifth.
0: Everything I've done done is in the past. I've seen coke a few times, but actually more than a few. I've seen coke.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I have too, like. Yeah, it's, uh, man. Drugs. Hell of a drug. Crazy crazy shit. But, uh, yeah, so we are going to be doing another Blitz episode. Uh, but we're going to do some catching up. But, yeah, this Blitz episode uh, is going to be about Lucy Parsons, uh, who I just made a video over for my gender and politics class. Uh, nope, you're not going to be able to watch that video. Uh no, thank you. Uh but yeah, we're going to be talking about her. She was a anarchist, a socialist, and part of the labor movement in the late 1800s. And very cool.
0: Definitely not a Soviet Parsons. <laughs> uh
1: she was a communist later,
0: but Okay, later. That's a, that's an interesting switch cuz I'm pretty sure if I remember right, she started out as a Some form of red and then switch over to black. And I guess switch back to red, which is fine. You know, you can have different phases of politics in your life. And I think it's something normal. And I also think it's a form of like gatekeeping that people on the left like to do where they will be like, well, this person used to be a, um, a neocon Republican. It's like, so are they saying all the right things? Are they acting politely? then, okay, I assume until they prove otherwise <laughs> that they're legit.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of the left is just a political dick-measuring contest, and it's so stupid.
0: Oh, I know, and that's why that's why nothing gets done anymore, because... Frankly, I blame Stalin on this, actually. I blame this on Stalin, and his weird, like, handing out funds to the right people at the at the um, fucking Third International and the old communist parties, where they would fund certain countries' communist parties or certain communist parties in a country because they said the Stalinist line and towed it and wouldn't fund others, and those others would die or morph into weird things.
1: I mean, yeah, might as well blame Stalin.
0: You can blame Stalin on so much of that drunk piece of shit. my God <laughs>
1: like,
0: not as authoritarian as people actually think, especially because I've been reading about the CIA files about that about how like the CIA deliberately went around saying Stalin was a complete autocrat and in their internal files they discussed that he wasn't a complete aut- autocrat and he didn't have that kind of power in Soviet in Soviet Russia or in the Soviet Union, but it was easy to say it so people would understand that, that mustached man bad.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, throughout history, mustached men have been bad.
0: Now that we're talking about this, yeah, mustached men are, you know, wily and untrustworthy. If you just have a mustache (laughs) and only a mustache, I don't know. If you're lucky, you can be Charlie Chapman, or I don't know. one
1: out of three (laughs) have been bad. For <laughs> good, excuse me.
0: Good, okay. Yeah. So, oh. if you have a if you have a lineup of men from the forties of with mustache, I mean, you have Joseph Stalin, you have Adolf Hitler, and you have Charlie Chaplin. You have one good one.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's Charlie Chaplin. Just so we're clear. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh I don't know how much of that I'm going to keep. But it doesn't matter. That's that's just between the boys. Uh, yeah, we're doing Lucy Parsons and it's going to be real cool. But uh, let's yeah. do some catching up. How has your uh, three-week span Um, You know,
0: pretty good, sir. We had Easter, so Easter happened, and that was something. Um, Ate a lot of ham. I found a really, like, weird pineapple. <laughs> I don't know why this is exciting, but I found, like, one of the pink gym pineapples, and it cost a pretty penny. But boy, howdy, was that thing fucking tasty. That was a goddamn the- good pineapple.
1: Was it pink,
0: dude? Yeah, it's fucking pink. Like you chop that bastard open, and it's pink. And apparently, my ma has a decor for fucking pineapples.
1: So oh, cool. Shit.
0: Yeah, it took a hammer to get it to go in, though. But once it got in, it cut the pineapple so smooth and nice. It was just magnifique. Ooh, um, that sounds good. Yeah. Then we went to Houston for a wedding the weekend after that. That was cool. Um, I generally like weddings a lot. They're fun. I'm a big fan. Um, I like seeing people that are cool that I know um, do fun things like get married when they want to do that thing. It's pretty fun. Pretty cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They had an open bar, which was overly nice. Like, holy shit. Open bar. Just beautiful people. and It was a fun time. Fun time. It was nice seeing people. We came back. um, Didn't have COVID. So pretty good. I know I really don't need to worry about it for another like few months, but still always a bit concerned.
1: <laughs> uh apparently you can get the new variant of Omicron if you had the previous one.
0: Oh, I'm I'm not worried. I'm just like I don't think it's peaked enough where I think it's like dangerous to run into on a regular basis
1: uh, yet. Ah okay, that that's fine.
0: Come August. Come August, we're gonna be probably back in the shit. Mm-hmm. Because people don't learn. People don't learn at all. Nope. And government don't do shit. So mm-hmm. that's fun. It's almost like it's a bad institution. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. but yeah, and then otherwise fun things. Um, you know, we had a music festival in town. And so I wandered around that this weekend. And bought... Fuck... Bought some Japanese comic books, like I told you, and got a few country records the other day, and that that's been about. It's been about it, man. Just weird food, heavy boozing.
1: What uh, country records did you get?
0: Oh, I got um. God, these are really weird cuts. So I found a Merle Haggard record that is all covers of Bob Willis, who is a really old country musician from Texas, and he popularized um Western Swing. Huh. And so that's all just like deep, deep country cuts. With lots of fiddle and weird high-pitched voicing. Because for some reason, that was a thing then, high-pitched voicing. And oh, yeah. then I got Dwight Yoakam's, um Guitars and Cadillacs and Etc. Which, I think that was his breakout album. And that's interesting because Dwight Yoakam's just like the, oh, in my mind, the big revivalist of California country. But How was your week? I've ranted. You've let me talk too much. Why did you do this? Oh, I know.
1: I'm going to fucking edit the shit out of that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. My three weeks have been just a whole lot of school. Uh, I shaved my head. That was fun. Oh,
0: yeah. You uh, sent a picture. It was. You should have kept the mohawk.
1: Oh, that wasn't a mohawk. That was half my head unshaved, my dude. Oh,
0: okay. It looked like a mohawk that was just, like, tilted the other way.
1: Nah, that was, like, literally half my head unshaved.
0: Oh, you should have it. Out. Somebody would like liked it.
1: I know. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, yeah, Easter, family stuff, uh, fuck, I've been reading manga, actually, again, so that's nice, I told you I've been reading Way of the House Husband, it's very yep. fun. Everyone's um,
0: favorite, like, non-daddy-daddy?
1: Yeah. Oh. Uh, it was great. I uh, I watched this interview that this anime channel I watched did with a ex-Yakuza guy, and the dude did it dressed as the Way of the House Husband guy, oh, and used his name. Yeah. Okay. And it was so cringe. It was so cringe.
0: Oh, like, it sounds it?
1: Full-body cringe. But, uh, I've been running a whole bunch. I can say it now that I've been doing it because I've signed up for a 5K and that's a week from today. So next episode, I'll have run uh, a 5K and oh boy. um, Yeah, that'll be fun.
0: How's your body handling that? Like, holy fuck, my fat ass would probably throw up like caught every other block.
1: I mean... Literally, the program that I do starts you running for, like, a minute and walking for five, and you work up to running for 30 minutes, and it's an eight-week process, almost nine-week process, so, no, nah, that's fine, dude. If I can do it, you can do it.
0: Oh, God, uh, no, I, I don't, I, I just hate running, man. I've always, like, like, I don't mind hiking all day. I actually like hiking all day, but running, just, like, ugh.
1: No, nah, bro, you throw on an audiobook? It's, I've just been burning through audiobooks, and shit like that and like no dude it's great like my legs hurt my legs are sore as fuck right now um but yeah i'm used to it i thought i was gonna puke today i felt like so like just absolute shit and then i've run like the farthest i've ran in a while so i don't know it's weird it's interesting though like i think i've gaslit myself into believing that i like (laughs) running
0: okay Fair enough. I I can definitely see that.
1: But, yeah, and then... Fuck, what else have I done? Like... I don't know. I always think of cool shit that I've done after we record.
0: Dude, I do too. Or I think about it before, and then I fucking forget like a chump.
1: Yeah. Like... I haven't really even had time to play video games. I've just been dealing with the bullshit that's school. The semester's over... Uh, next week. Um, so I've just been dealing with... Oh, hey, all my shit is due. And I should have started this earlier.
0: Oh, yes, the the apocalypse of the end of the semester.
1: Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean... I don't know, man. Just same old shit. It was nice to not have this or D- D&D, uh, which... I feel bad for not uh, putting shit together for you guys, but good lord, school sucks.
0: School sucks. You you have the pre-pass to do whatever you want. School sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's hard. I just keep telling myself that in three months I'll have my degree.
0: Yep. And then you too can find a weird job that's not in your field. Or go to something else that's equally awful and worse.
1: Yeah, that's probably going to be the plan. Don't blame
0: you.
1: But I feel like we should get in to Lucy Parsons. Uh, yep. But first, if you could give us some feedback, send us, uh, send us uh, an email at yoatthehellpod at gmail.com. And uh, we're on Apple iTunes. You can rate us and review us. That would be real cool. Uh, I got to figure out how to see those reviews. But if you could, that'd be that'd be cool. Like. We just want your feedback. We crave attention.
0: Exactly. Lots of it. Oodles of it. Think of it as like an attention bukkake. That's what we need. Just attention all over.
1: So, we're going to talk about Lucy Parsons. Uh, Lucy Parsons, she was a complicated woman. Uh, Born into slavery in the 1850s, she went on to become one of the main founders of the International Workers of the World Union, otherwise known as the IWW, uh, as well as one of the larger advocates for a stateless political system in the United States, uh, a.k.a. anarchy. And not that, like, edgy teen anarchy. We're talking, like, non-accelerationist, black flag-style anarchy.
0: Yeah, we're, we're also talking, like, a misconception of anarchy that you people usually have is the fact that um, there's no large federal government, or as you know it, Because anarchy consists of a shit ton of different levels of democratic control. Like, we're talking like democratic control to your job, democratic control of what they do in your neighborhood, democratic control of what your city does with its water and road expansions. Like, super democracy everywhere.
1: With, yeah, like, slight it's just,
0: representation.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just not having a centralized political state. As... And, and,
0: and usually it's removing violence from the state. That's another big complaint is the monopoly that the state has on violence where, um, you know, communist or some forms of communists will double down on the monopoly of violence and get real into it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But that that's that's our little spiel about, I think, anarchy, so we can go on. <laughs>
1: yeah. Lucy was born into slavery around 1853. Uh, there's a discrepancy on her heritage. Uh, she claimed to be Mexican, uh, Mexican, Native American, and African American uh, descent. Uh, but there, there's parts where she would, like, uh, suppress her African American side, and, like, she would go by, like, lucy gonzalez and like all these other names uh but it is believed by some scholars uh that she was a child of a slave and the slave master per usual yeah uh oof so later on in her life lucy would marry her husband albert parsons uh he was a former confederate soldier which is super interesting. Uh, and she was also at this point quasi married to another slave, uh, Oliver Gathing. It was not necessarily like forced per se, but definitely like, you know, hey, you guys live together type thing. And, uh, during the time that she was married to Oliver, she was living in Waco, Texas. Uh, And then soon after marrying Albert, uh, they moved to Chicago as Texas had passed Laws bearing interracial marriage, and uh, also the KKK was uh, doing their shit in that area, and I don't blame them for leaving at this point. Oh, I
0: don't blame anyone for anyone for that thing. Like the KKK was just busting out of Tennessee at this time period, so that's fun. The first iteration, actually, like because we, you know, the KKK like basically dies down around the late 1800s and doesn't pop up again until um. Oh, the shithead President Wilson showed um, Birth of a Nation or whatever it is in the White House. And so you get a second iteration of the KKK, which then dies down in the 30s. And then, you know, we have the modern iteration of the KKK, which I think pops up in, like, the 70s and is just going strong.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: God, racism is weird and complicated. Yeah. And- <laughs>
1: They're stupid.
0: Yeah, very. But man, like, what weird laws. Like, you forget of how arbitrary and artificial racism is by the fact that it's just because someone codified it at one time as a Mm -hmm. law that, oh, yep, we can't do this thing because it's bad and wrong. And then lawfully neutral stupid people just keep going on of, oh, it's bad and wrong. And somehow, yeah. you know, those people just become scapegoats. Who, you know, the bad or wrong law is pointed towards.
1: It's just yeah, it's
0: big dumb, it's, big weird.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like maybe this experience would uh, reinforce some beliefs in the need for a stateless society.
0: I I feel like it might too. Um, especially because. You know whenever the Virginia did these laws first in when it was a colony, they did laws like this because they kept having Irish, like, indentured servants or, like, really dirt poor English people um, run off of slaves. And so they made, like, laws that, like, you know, they couldn't be or you couldn't really interact with each other. You definitely couldn't have romantic or sexual relationships with each other legally and that's like the first time where i feel like in oh the americas where we probably start to see like codified law-based racism and not just whatever the fuck racism they might have had before that
1: yeah no it's racism stupid
0: yeah i'm sure there's a great book about it though out there somewhere i'd love to read because holy shit i'm
1: sure i'm sure
0: all right let's go on so the two moved to chicago and albert and lucy set up shop um around the anarchist and communist circles with albert working at the chicago times during this time you would start to see a small labor movement pop up and form in chicago chicago was a really big hub Um, As it is now, but, like, a really big hub for immigrants from Germany, from Poland, from the Kingdom of Bohemia. And so it had lots of skilled and unskilled laborers of different variants of intellect interacting with each other. And what was really one of the big hubs in there was everything involving the railroads. And in 1877, a railroad strike began across the whole fucking country. And quickly it became like solidified somewhere around as Chicago as one of the focusing hubs. I don't remember which strike if this was a poll was this a Pullman strike or was this a uh um,
1: my research didn't say, but I'm gonna assume yeah, it was a Pullman strike.
0: Okay, I that's what I think too. The strike was a significant event as train derailments, fires, riots against police, and the fucking Pinkertons were going on. Um, And Albert began to run around and go talk to striking workers while, I suppose, doing work for the paper. He'd, you know, advocate for different, like, solutions and resolutions to the striking and, you know, this would bring Albert and his wife, Lucy, into the process of going from reporting on stuff like this and having inklings of, oh, different abnormal political thoughts into political activism and workers' rights. After the strike, Lucy began to write for two publications, though. She began to write for The Socialist and The Alarm. Um, the Socialist is, was exactly what it sounds like, and The Alarm was an anarchist piece that was tied to the Industrial Working People's Alliance, which both Albert and Lucy had helped found back in 1883. I almost said 19. (laughs) I don't know why I do that. Um, These newsletters advocated for workers as both were aware of their plight due to the unsafe working conditions, the greed from the owners, and the lack of protections afforded to workers as no labor laws at this time were codified or in like standard anywhere this is like the fucking jungle of weird bullshit there was no weekend you might get you would usually get sunday off and part of monday which they used to refer to as a blue monday because too many people would be hungover after going out drinking after church
1: oh uh, god but, yeah
0: yeah it's really cool actually it's actually really interesting Laborers enforced that to happen because there were so many fucking Germans and Bohemians and Poles in cities like Milwaukee and Chicago and basically all the cities you think of that make beer now outside of St. Louis. They would just go to work and just be shitty employees and the employers just eventually had to accept this basically nationally. And historians just refer to it as the Blue Monday and just half of most Mondays were just Dude sitting around and running and vomiting in an alleyway or working really shitty or slow.
1: Yeah, just absolute insanity. And, I mean, being hungover and then getting your, like, arm ripped off by a machine doesn't sound fun.
0: Oh, no, that sounds like a bad day. Like, (laughs) a, a real bad fucking day. Yeah. It was at this point, though, that both... Albert and Lucy had been noticed by the state and were now being considered dangerous. Um, Lucy at one point was deemed more of a risk than her husband because she had no problem in being blunt and cutting to the matter of things when advocating the rights of workers.
1: So soon after this strike, uh, Albert uh, obviously kind of Lost his job at the paper. I feel like you know you could all see that coming. Uh, and Lucy actually had to open up like a dress shop, and so she was balancing, you know, her own business and supporting Albert. And they had kids at this point, and like while still trying to be the political activist uh, that she was. Uh, that that was not in our notes, but that's just something I found in my research. I mean. Girl boss energy, right there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, we don't need a yes queen. This.
1: Uh, I don't know if. I feel like Lucy deserves it. So, a few years after this, uh, the Haymarket Strike would take place, or the Haymarket Affair, or the Haymarket Massacre. Uh, happy oh, right. May Day. Riot. <laughs> uh, I, I, I did forget riot, the Haymarket riot. But Happy May Day, we're recording this on May Day, and the anniversary of the Haymarket riot is coming up. So, that's cool. Hooray! Uh, Yeah, state violence.
0: Stateless (laughs) on state action. All violence, all the time.
1: Uh, So, the Haymarket Riot would be like just the violent culmination of many years of labor struggles just all coming to a head. Uh, Fun fact, we have the eight-hour workday because of this.
0: We also have the weekend because of this.
1: And... Award-winning artist,
0: The Weeknd. Ooh. Ooh. That guy has a music video on that comes on all the time in the morning. And I am not a fan of him. Like, he is boring.
1: Uh, I'm not really a fan of The Weeknd, either.
0: I I really—I don't want to be too mean, but a lot of the radio pop now is just, like— It's just kind of lame and boring. Like, it's like they took all the bad things about SoundCloud and Electronica and put it into pop music. And took, like, the idea of boy bands, but with one dude. And it's yeah. no bueno.
1: I don't yeah, like it. But having two days off of work is fantastic.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, we should really, though, we, we need to increase that. Get it in the idea that we need three. Three yeah. days or two and a half days off. Because most people, uh, you know, by the last day of their work week, they're not doing shit on Friday anyway.
1: Oh, like, dude, I'm telling you, the sixty nine four twenty plan, $69 an hour. 4 days a week 20 at 20 hours a week like
0: jesus That's that's a brilliant you need to just pitch that to everybody
1: uh, I, I saw it in a meme
0: okay uh, see I, I like the french work week i think everyone french work week 35 hours a week like 40 that's too much you already have to drive to work that takes forever america's too big
1: yeah we should uh, we should Maybe not have a Haymarket 2, 2 Haymarket too too Furious. Uh,
0: I don't think Chicago could handle that.
1: Ah, <sighs> uh, me neither. So, during the, uh, what has now been ruled a massacre, there have been many casualties on both sides. Uh, I saw that, like, seven police officers died, and a bunch were injured, and then, like, four or five of the protesters died. Uh, and so this was actually, like, or initially... Uh, deemed like a peaceful protest uh, by the Chicago mayor at the time. Uh, But after the majority of uh, protesters left, a whole bunch of police came and tried to kettle the stragglers, as police do with protests. Uh, And at this point, someone who has yet to be identified, which good luck figuring that out, uh, threw a bomb. And this just began one of the biggest labor riots uh, in modern America. And so after the massacre, Albert was arrested and executed. He used all of his appeals, uh, and it was a really, uh, just a sham trial, and that's going to be a recurring theme. Um, And uh, they actually, Lucy went around, uh, and you know, trying to galvanize support, and uh, she initially wanted to go see the execution and brought their kids uh, to see their dad for the last time, and they were like, Nah, you're going to strip naked and go in this jail cell. And uh, yeah, we're just going to kill your husband. So have fun.
0: I mean, mm, sounds like good police work. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Let's humiliate oh, yeah. somebody when something bad's happening to them.
1: <laughs> I know.
0: Well, much like, oh. Fuck! Is it Celine Dion who sings that shitty song? My heart will go on.
1: Yeah, that's a banger, dude.
0: Okay, I think it's shitty, but Three, two, one. so much like Celine Celine Dion, Lucy's heart kept going on, and <laughs> she would continue her work <laughs> to bring forth issues that were important to her and beneficial beneficial to, you know, the general public. A lot of times when she went to go speak somewhere, there'd be police, and they might or may not arrest Lucy. Um, The Chicago police described her as more dangerous than 1,000 rioters, so that's fun.
1: That's really cool.
0: Like, yeah, a little lady being described as more dangerous than 1,000 rioters is, um, like, kind of fucking sad on their part, and um, really cool on her part. (laughs) So she began to work with, like, other bigger groups, such as the Socialist Party, which was and was one of its the founding members of the Wobblies, which the IWW, the International Workers of the World, um, they're real fun. Their black cat is one of the coolest mascots. In- yeah,
1: the Sabo Cat. I want yeah. a fucking Sabo Cat flag, dog.
0: I need to get a poster of that little boy. Just
1: uh, Tangentially related. In, I threw a picture of that Sabo Cat in the video that I made. But the IWW sells the Sabo Cat, but in Japanese.
0: Oh, they sell in the it fucking, in so many things. Sir. Oh, it's
1: so fucking cool.
0: They have an Arabic one, which looks clean. Um, oh, they have, like, a bunch of them in, like, romance lang- or European languages that say, like, strike. Just, mm, beautiful.
1: Yeah, the Sable cat's a good cat.
0: The is fun. I like them a lot. So this activism would be used in many non-labor areas as well as Lucy Wood advocate for the release of the scottsboro eight it was which is a group of young black men falsely accused of rape and imprisoned in scottsboro alabama this seems to be a really like common theme in american history of hey let's accuse this one black guy or a few black guys of like harassing some lady um, kind oh, of yeah. like tulsa where you know yep. they, the biggest race massacre because Two people were probably um, doing something that was frowned upon and got caught, and someone threw someone else under the bus. <laughs> but the Scottsboro, Alabama case would the, had a trial, which was considered a farce. The, the men were executed to death, but thanks to the work of Lucy and others and the IWW and advocacy groups, they were not the death sentence was overturned and it went to life in prison which is considerably more reasonable in comparison
1: for, yeah for an un- unreasonable action
0: yeah good way you much better way to put it than whatever was going through my goofy little <laughs> nugget so yeah the work around the scottsboro case also like really helped to drastically damage the influence of the kkk Um, and the KKK's exertion power on the political system, which was huge. Like, did you, you've seen the pictures in Oklahoma City where they were marching, right? It's one of, like, the biggest KKK marches in, like, 19, like, 20 or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, it's wild that we also, we had the largest socialist presence in the country, but we also had on the, the reverse side of that. (laughs) Which is a giant KKK presence.
1: Ugh. God I, I hate those nerds
0: I know they're, they're and that's literally all they are They're just bad nerds <laughs> You got two types of nerds in the world And they're the bad ones
1: <laughs> Yeah
0: The ones who get mad because they saw a black person In fantasy Exactly Or who got mad that Heimdall In Marvel was a black dude
1: Oh, <laughs> Snowflakes They really are
0: Lucy would later go on to join the Communist Party and continue her speaking engagements, demanding better lives for those who had long been marginalized by the capitalist and political elites. So that's an interesting—like like we said earlier, she went from red to black to red.
1: Yeah, but I, I would like to think that she didn't, like, give up on, like, the greater ideals. And I feel like, in a sense, like, those— three political views are so heavily intertwined at least in some regards that it kind of makes sense to have that evolution
0: oh my god but holy shit if you want to hear some insufferable arguing
1: oh god yeah
0: go hear those people argue like mm, yeah some of the the purists can go just all go suck a fat dick
1: uh so fun fact uh lucy had a just insane rival at this point uh it was a lady named emma goldman oh i love emma
0: goldman though
1: they hated each other
0: really i didn't know they hated each other
1: they absolutely hated each other oh
0: that's unfortunate i had no idea they hated each other emma goldman's fun she's oh that's that's sad
1: (laughs) no like they like absolutely hated each other like a lot of the readings i didn't mention in the video or this but like a lot of the readings were like, yeah, they, they, they did not get along. They like actively, like, like Emma Goldman, like pretty much ran a campaign to try to just like ruin her.
0: Jesus. So this is like anarchist good girl or bad, whatever that fucking show that every other millennial gal likes. (laughs) Mean girls. That's Uh, the movie.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And like, it's just, man, just out of it's, it's really weird to kind of read that in like in like the academic sense. They're just like, oh yeah, no, these two women hated each other. Well, like that
0: shit happens though, man. Have you um, you know who Murray Bookchin is, right? Yeah. Murray Bookchin hated Bernie Sanders, and it's the <laughs> like absolutely fucking hated Bernie Sanders. He would go since they were both from Burlington. He would go to the fucking like town council meetings just to harass Sanders. Fuck yeah. And it's hilarious. He would call him like a dog of the state and all <laughs> the like the best hits of like mm, his brand of eco anarchism. Just beautifully fantastic.
1: Uh, I need to read more Murray Book Function. Like,
0: I have some downloaded and he's surprisingly not a terrible read. Or like a political theorist, um, he's a lot better at cutting through shit, I feel, than some other theorist.
1: Not like any of those readings that, uh, that I gave you.
0: Oh, god, that's I know, fucking French guys.
1: <laughs> so, while Lucy was well capable, uh, in the matter of persuasive speech, uh, she was not so open and readily willing to share details of her personal life. Uh, and much of, her, much of her effects have been lost to time. Uh, and so she actually died in a fire that was supposedly set by her uh, uh, lover at the time. Uh, and so she she passed away in that fire around, like, she was 89. And she was still, like, speaking, you know, before all this. So Apparently still out all...
0: sucking and fucking, too. Like, good on you, buddy. 89, and you're still out, like... Going to Poundtown with some random lover who's mad at you? Congratulations.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, I don't know if it was if he was mad. It, it, I think it was an accidental fire from what I read.
0: Uh-huh, you say uh, that, but all I see is some angry, pissed-off, like, well, fuck that lady. I'm going to burn the house down.
1: Yeah. who knows. Uh, but, uh, so, fun fact. Uh, soon after the fire, uh, the FBI came and took all of her manuscripts and other writings... Uh, And just effectively removed her from the public sphere. If it weren't for the work of labor historians and others, like, we would have nothing really to go off of. Because they just disappeared her. And, uh, yeah, she just had such an influence on American labor practices uh, that obviously still have an impact today. She helped form two political parties. uh, And we got one of the strongest unions in the world due to her. Uh, And obviously she didn't achieve all of her dreams. Uh, And the United States has gotten a lot worse in some regards uh, since her time. Oh, man. She would be just apoplectic (laughs) about what is going on today. Uh, But I I still think that she is just a really interesting person. And we we definitely owe her a lot.
0: Yeah. I agree. This was was fun. I like that I've learned more than I thought I would on this today. And... I was here for it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, like, Lucy Parsons is fucking cool as shit. Like, goddamn.
0: I now love the knowing the rivalry between her and Goldman. That's going to be one of my favorite new facts.
1: Yeah, bro. Like, there was, like, someone was calling, pretty much they were, like, the equivalent of, like, calling, like, someone, like, a slut in that time. Like there was like that level of like mud flinging.
0: That's beautiful.
1: Like I, I'm paraphrasing it heavily, so so take it with a grain of salt. But like, yeah, they 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 were not friends.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: <laughs> like, who? I don't know who Emma Goldman is, but you suck.
0: Uh, you know you've never read Goldman? No. Oh, I have I have a few things of Goldman here. It's she's fun. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that a later date, but she's fun. She's a, she's a fun anarchist lady. Um, we'll talk about her when we talk about the red, the first Red Scare, which I plan to do sometime, probably this summer, because that's you know the Red Scare of, of the 1919s was a summertime thing. So,
1: oh,
0: fantastic that's
1: topic. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so that's been Lucy Parsons. I hope you all found it somewhat interesting and, uh, feel so inclined to look her up. Uh, my sources are the IWW website. She has a nice post on there. Uh, and then, uh, I got one from the communist party of the USA.
0: Oh, congratulations. Uh, You're on a list.
1: Oh yeah. I fucking figured I was. Um, and then the information for the Haymarket riot came from Encyclopedia Britannica, but yeah, no, I'm totally like, I, like, in order to, like, research this, like, I had to read, like, anarchist, like, pages. And I'm like, cool. I'm going to not do this on my IP
0: address. (laughs) You just have to accept you're on a list. I've accepted it years ago.
1: Yeah. Well, this podcast, Unpops, they, they have asked the questions, like, if you FOIA'd the FBI, what would be more scarier? Them having all this information on you or them having no information on you?
0: Oh, man. Maybe no, because I don't know what happened.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. They're like, oh, no, no, you're good. Yeah, no, you're fine. There's nothing. It's like, ooh, I don't necessarily believe you. And I know some of our listenership is in Washington, D.C., so. Hi, feds. (laughs) Hi, feds.
0: I hear Langley's nice this time of year.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, you know. If there's anything like. Or Quantico. Least, yeah. <laughs> I've heard Guantanamo is really nice. So if we stop uploading, you've uh, been sh- shipped off to Cuba.
0: I've always wanted to go to Cuba. So I could be—I uh, might be okay with that. Maybe I'll get out of there. Maybe I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Spend the rest of my days in Havana.
1: Yeah. You and Gregorio.
0: Cuban baseball. <laughs>
1: oh, that sounds great. It does. Uh, but. Yeah, I have been uh, Stubby Clap, and you can find me at, at NotBravoDelta. You can find the show on Twitter at yo what the hell PD. Uh You can email us, as I said earlier, at yo the at gmail.com. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to Toasty Producer. Uh, again, he's not dead, he's just buried in school, that poor lad. Uh, and a special shout out to SingeWavering for our dope uh, representation of our Paddlehead Army General. Hmm. And yeah, he's also good people. And I've been fun. joined as always by my co-host.
0: Uh um, my big Bill. And you can find me at Whiskey's a Devil at Twitter. Um, and we have been broadcasting from somewhat beautiful Norman, Oklahoma, which is unseated Osage, Kiowa, Wichita, Quapaw, and Kickapoo Land.
1: Yay.
0: Huzzah! colonialism.
1: Yeah. Uh remember. Lucy Parsons good. Fuck Emma Goldman and uh Via <laughs> Oh chow. <laughs>